Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. All right, glad to be here with you again for another episode of Believe in the ACC. I am Lloyd Spence. That is Charlie Ward. And joining us today, a very special guest, near and dear to my heart. And you'll find out here in just a second why, because he is an All-American, a Hall of Famer, Miami Hall of Famer, two-time national champion, Big East Player of the Year, even though it's the ACC show. And my favorite. <laughs> And my favorite part of who he is, a former New York football <laughs> giant. Gee, man. Mr. Michael Barrow. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. How y'all doing? I'm good. This is an honor, man, uh, to meet the great Michael Barrow, who uh, set records and led legendary tackles and sacks in a G-Man uniform. Yes, I'm taking your ACC time, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's fine. What's up, up, What's up, C Ward? Oh, nothing much. Just uh, here, uh, enjoying life, I guess. Just like you, look like you. Uh, you at a hotel somewhere? Yeah, I'm in a hotel in, <laughs> in uh, Charlotte. We, uh, the kids with the homeschooling and stuff, we taking a little vacation. So we making our way from. Uh, we was in Columbus, Ohio. Now we're in Charlotte. Then we're gonna go to Atlanta, then go to Florida. So we're making our rounds, man. Trying to trying to see families, you know. Hey, man, is that is that Florida State stuff? You you still wearing Florida State stuff, man? I, <laughs> what do I you thought mean? You going hiding, man? <laughs> uh, never hide the hey, heart. Man, I need, hey, you look great. I need to send you some orange and green, man. You need to get some uh, colors up, man. <laughs> Uh, this, yeah, I, just, so, I just got him to smile earlier this week, Michael. He was even he, every time we started the show, he got this frown on his face. Exactly. I said, he's hey, doing hey. good this week, though. He's doing good this week. What they got I'll a bye you, week this week? No, I'll let you know <laughs> nothing's gonna steal my joy. We won us one game and we ride some momentum. Now Saturday could be a different story, but uh, up until then. I'm right. gonna have great joy. You're gonna have great joy. I got you. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, guys, I want to jump right into the show. Uh man, it's great to have Michael here, and we're gonna have a good time today. And uh, I'm gonna make Michael and Charlie put on their professor hats today because uh we're gonna grade the contenders and the dreamers. I didn't want to use pretenders because that just seems kind of hard. Right. <laughs> but, but we'll we'll grade the contenders and the dreamers in the ACC. Uh, we're assuming that Clemson has already set the curve a little bit, so we, we're going to grade them out on an A-plus for now because that may change after this weekend. Yeah, the Hurricanes, baby. <laughs> yeah, that may change after this weekend. So uh, we're going to grade some of these teams and get your uh, opinions on what you guys think they are uh, from a grade perspective so far, and are they a dreamer or a contender to, uh, to play in that ACC championship game. So we'll start out with the Tar Heels. Who, but I'll tell you, I'm if they they are so up and down for me, I, you don't know what you're gonna get. And last week's game, 
against Boston College, I was like, man, this is this is not it. I don't know what's going on with this team. So uh, I'll turn it over to you guys. Michael, Charlie, what are your thoughts on uh, the Tar Heels so far in this season? Well, I mean, for me, it, it's still you got a question mark, right? And fair to and fair to them is that they started the first game, they barely won against Syracuse, right? For first game of season, obviously, I mean, they got all the talent in the world. Uh, I saw, I was fortunate enough to watch them play against Miami uh, last year, and I saw the team speed. I saw their quarterback develop, but it was the first game of the season which is going to be hit or miss, basically with the whole COVID restrictions and stuff like that. So, and Syracuse, obviously, with uh, North Carolina having all the hype in the beginning, Syracuse is going to bring the A game, in which they did, right? So then what happened now, after the first game, so you they didn't get the advantage of playing right away. They had, because of COVID, right, uh, it was a three. It was three weeks before they played again, and then they had a nail biter against Boston College, where you had the battles of the undefeated in the uh, ACC and Boston College. I mean, it, on paper, it seemed like they didn't play anybody, but I mean, being form, uh, being part of the ACC as a player, consistently historically, Boston College has always came ready to play. You know. Uh, you can't sleep on them, and and obviously with the new head coach and stuff like that, they, it was showed true to form. And so with North Carolina, they're gonna get everybody a game, but it's still I got a question mark on them just because they they played we summer COVID dealt with that first game didn't go as planned. They end up winning winning, but then they got a three week. They had to hit hit the restart button again in three weeks and play yeah. again. So right. once they get the flow, man, that's kind of hard. So I, I got a question mark. But if you're making me choose, I still say they're contenders, right, because they got a quarterback. Yeah. They got they got speed at skill positions, right? They got a great coach in Mac Brown. Those guys come ready to play. They got some heart and got some grit. So you see all the tangibles uh, that let me know they definitely are contenders. All right. Well, so you, you you put a question mark on the grade. And I, I thought, yeah, I got a question mark on the grade. It's incomplete. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, and then I think they're contenders. I like so that. You, okay. So you're giving them an I right now. Yeah, incomplete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Incomplete. Uh, well, I, 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 I can definitely concur with that um, because, as you mentioned, all the, all the things, they do have that, and it's still that unknown uh, because they just hadn't, gotten into a, a consistent flow of playing games. Um, and they were off, like you said, three weeks after the first game, 21 days or so. And I don't care who you are. That's tough. You know, when you've been off that long and you're trying to get a rhythm and, you know, if you're playing quality opponents, you, you, right. you're, you're going to, uh, you know, struggle or have some issues. But they found a way to winning football games. And that's, you know, when it's all said and done, that kind of what, what, what counts uh, at this point. Uh, but you also want to continue to progress uh, through while you're winning. And I think they'll do that. Um, not sure who they're playing this week, but hopefully they get an opportunity to play uh, right. because they, they they need the games uh, in order to continue to progress. Yeah, they got this week. Virginia Tech is 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 who they'll who they'll match up with. We'll get into that here in a second. But I agree with you guys. That layoff was killer, and it looked like it. They looked so 
out of sync. And Sam Howell's timing looked way off. And I, they just looked like they, man, they like, maybe if they get that rhythm back, it'll all come together. Uh, I think an I is probably uh, the right grade. But I'm but but I'm but I am gonna actually grade them with a C right now. They probably don't like that, but it's it's a C grade going forward right now because they just hadn't shown that they're they got the consistency going. Okay. Uh let's go into the Pitt Panthers. Pitt Panthers who were upset last week by NC State. Uh I'll start with Charlie this time. Charlie, what are your thoughts on the Pitt Panthers and what are their grade? Are they a contender or a dreamer? Uh, I would say they're they're a dreamer. Um, why? Because right now, offensively, I don't think they're capable of playing with the top tier teams. Uh, what I mean by that is you got you know Clemson, you got Miami. Uh, they're scoring at at a, a rapid pace right now. And when you're talking about playing with the top tier teams, you got to have an offense that's efficient. But also, you know, we talked about it on our show last week. You know they. Missed a lot of opportunities in the red zone, a lot. and yeah. and if if they can't get that solved, they're not going to be able to uh, compete. And then defensively, I think they do some good things, but I'm not. I'm still kind of unsure on where they are because of the teams that they that have played um, so far. Uh, and even with NC State, you know, they were okay, but I wouldn't say they were top tier, and so. I wouldn't put them as a – they're kind of in the middle of a contender and a dreamer. I don't know where that where that lie, but uh, the jury is still out on them as well uh, because we still have some games to go. Uh, but if I had to give them a grade, I would give them like a, um, a C plus. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I'm, I'm a little surprised you said that they were a uh... – a dreamer that, that that got me a little bit. Uh, you don't believe in that defense, it sounds like. Not that I don't believe in the defense, it's just I'm not 100% sold on their entire team defense and offense, even though I think they do great, great things. But I'm still not so if we're talking about being a contender for the ACC title, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Well, Michael, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, this this one here hurt me, man, because uh couple things. Selfishly, I was pulling for them to win because I want them to be undefeated when Miami playing, you know? And I was I was hurt. You know, I was hurt the fact that they lost, right? Because when you look at them, uh, obviously, now Charlie sound like an offensive guy. For me, defense win championships, and their defense, man, reminds me of a young, like, Seattle Legion of Boom, you know? Yeah. I mean, even the corner, number 15, he's got some dreads. The safeties, man, arguably uh, the best two safeties, not only in the ACC, but in the nation, man. And, yeah. and I love the, the scheme, their defensive scheme. And uh, and then even their quarterback, man, he reminds me of uh, of Jim McMahon from the Bears, you know? Okay. Like I saw him, like he was like, I saw him get North Carolina State the dude, he was running the ball, and, and the dude went tackling him low. And he was like, you could tell, I, I was trying to read his lips. He was look like, he's like, man, stay up, chump. Hit me in the mouth. You know, I was like, I like that dude, man. That dude got some grit. Yeah. And yeah. and, and I, I definitely, when they lost their uh, big play receiver, number three, he got hurt. 
I was like, man, but the dude threw for 400 some yards. So to me, with that type of defense, man, they had enough uh, offense to supplement them, you know? So I, 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 I think they do have enough offense. I know the offensive coordinator of, of Whipple used to be at Miami, so I know he runs a pro-style offense, and I like the quarterback. Uh, and obviously if they can get him going and he showed up in that game, they can get going really the defense on the back end. Surprisingly, you know, they, they lost, they lost those 50, 50 balls on the outside against North Carolina state. So overall, I mean, just because they, they just had, how can you lose again? I'm, I'm hurt dog. Don't ask me how I feel. I'm hurt. I'm counting on you to dominate and dominate. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to give them a B. Right, and Ooh. I do think they are contenders because of their defense, because of their quarterback. Like I said, they they I think they are contenders. Uh, I just didn't like the inconsistency. You can't afford to be a contender and lose against North Carolina State. I mean, you, you just can't let that happen, and, and I, that's the thing that bothered me. I can't put my finger on what's going on with that. That because I watched the game. And I'm like, man, what's going on? I, and it, I just left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm ch- still trying to figure out why they lost the game because they, they, uh, yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't uh, make sense to me. No, no, I think you hit it right on the head. And and I'm 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 a big proponent of defense winning championships as well. And but you can't get in the red zone and and miss yeah. four, five, six opportunities. No doubt. And leave with field goals. That. I, unfortunately, that's what our G-men are going through right now. We're talking yeah. about that. You, you know, they can get there, they just can't punch it in. So, right. But the defense is solid. They're not giving up a lot of points. They're not giving up a lot of points. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can turn around. I'm going to go with contender as well. Um, the, the, I'm, but I think I'm also going with that C-plus grade because that sounds about right. They're, they're, they they got to fix that, that offense. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know, 411 yards in a game. It's yeah, I mean, they have 503 yards. I mean, that's pretty good. Last game, that's you know? not horrible, right? And that's yeah. obviously a quality team. So, um, man, maybe I'll maybe I bump it up to a B-minus. How about that? We'll bump it up to a B-minus. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about Virginia Tech, who will be uh, the opponent for North Carolina? We, uh, we, we just talked about here a minute ago. Uh, Virginia Tech, are they? what is their grade, Michael? What Are they contenders or are they dreamers? Hey, you know what, man? I don't know if they contenders or dreamers, but man, hey, to me, just with the adversity, uh, you know, like I'm gonna take it back to uh, elementary, like you get an A for effort, man. They get a smiling face. I mean, because they just overcoming some stuff and getting it done, you yeah, know. Man. I mean, their biggest opponent being COVID, right? You play Duke. I mean, I kill because on my show, uh, on our show, my our co-host is from Duke, so I'd kill him. I was like, man. The whole secondary, the first and second team corners are out, and y'all still lose the game. <laughs> there for a long season, right? Oh, uh, but Virginia, man, the 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 way they getting it done, man, they're making it happen. They getting it done. Uh, the running back, man, I mean, he broke. He had oh, over three hundred something all-purpose yards, two hundred eight yards rushing. 150 yards and kickoff return. I'm still trying to figure out why Duke kept kicking the ball to him, right? <laughs> but, I mean, somehow, some way, they finding a way to get it done. So, I get them just an A because games that they had an excuse to lose, That's they true. found a way to win, yeah. and they get it done. So, I appreciate that. 
Yeah. Uh, overall, though, are they pretenders or are I mean dreamers or contenders? I'm still saying they they dreaming. You know, I, I would say they dreamer, but it's like one of those dreams. Hey, don't wake me up. Let me right. keep here, you know? <laughs> and and maybe they can uh, because they they keep having positive dreams and not having any nightmares. <laughs> so I just say they dreamers right now until this this week is definitely gonna uh, uh, be a big test for them to see and uh, see what happens. But right now, I'm going to label them as dreamers. All right, Charlie, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, that's a good assessment because uh, we still don't know really what type of team they are because they they had so many guys out, um, coaches and those types of things. They just had to fight, as Mike say, fight through a lot of adversity. And so it'll be interesting to see how those guys who hadn't been playing, how they implement them back into the game plan, yeah. uh, you know, who – who who's not starting anymore, uh, all those types of things. And so, you know, as we know, chemistry plays a big part uh, in the pro progress of a team and how team, you know, goes about their business. And so uh, I think his name is Burmeister. Uh, he's been playing okay, um, even though he was not very good <laughs> last week. Yeah. Uh, nine, nine for 25. Uh, like a buck some yards, which is uh, not what you really, really want as a quarterback. But the man didn't need to throw the football. Right. I, I mean, the running back had 208 yards rushing. And so if I was them, I would have been trying to throw a thing short uh, just to get the ball in somebody's hands. But they didn't need to, you know, uh, throw it. But I, I would say that they are, as Mike said, they, they're – I think they're dreamers right now because we really don't, they don't really know uh, what type of team they really have. And they'll start to see uh, that coming up here soon when they start playing some quality opponents. So I would give them, as Mike said, a for effort, you know, that smiley face that we used to get in, yeah. in elementary school. Stick uh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, but you know, overall I would say they're right now they're beat. You know, I, I look at Virginia Tech like I look at David Blaine. I don't know how they're doing this. <laughs> like, I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm watching it. But, man, I don't know how they're pulling this off. But they are doing it. And you can't, listen, you can't argue with success. And one thing that I think it does, it promotes the depth that they're going to need going as the season goes on. So, you know, at some point, they're getting experience in places that they probably didn't expect to get experience from this early, and that's going to pay big dividends. So I'm going to call them contenders. I think they're, they're creating something. Now, they didn't plan it this way, but, right. but they are creating something that should last throughout the season. So uh, I'm definitely going to uh, go with my, my team here and go uh, and, and give them an A, probably A minus. But um, it, it's interesting. I mean, listen, I don't know if it's real or not, but it's definitely interesting. It's definitely right. interesting. But it's true. All right. Now, listen, I know I got a, a Florida State guy here. I know I got a Miami guy here. Uh, try not to boo too loudly as I bring on Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> see what your thoughts are. Uh, they're great, and are they contenders or dreamers? Uh, well, just the name alone <laughs> makes them a contender. Yeah. Uh, and they still have, you know, they're still winning football games, and they have, you know, a talented roster and great coach. Uh, Coach Kelly. And so I, I would say they're contenders um, because, you know, Ian Book still, I'm still not 100% sold on just his passing ability. I think he can do it. Uh, but right now they're really 
uh, living on their running game, uh, being the, you know, the stable, stable force. Defensively, I think they're solid um, as well. That'll give them opportunity to win football games uh, and be a, be a contender. Uh, but as we know, if your quarterback is one-dimensional and you're not really sure when you start playing against quality opponents, those things come up. And then uh, we don't know. Um, I haven't seen, you know, their wide receivers really step up um, and make plays on the outside, which, you know, that plays a big part in the passing game as well. Because if you can't get separation, um, it's very hard to, you know, make throws. And so it will be interesting to see how they play this week against Florida State. Um, they're at home, but they're coming off a you know a week of not having an opportunity to play. So hopefully, I'm being you know a little selfish here. Hopefully, they're a little rusty. <laughs> but um, I would say I would give them a, a B plus because I'm just not one sold on you know in book right now and him being able to carry them if they if a team decides they want to stop the running game. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I, I concur. To me, man, grade-wise, I mean, obviously, you know, Notre Dame is it, it, it's like the song, Don't Believe the Hype, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think right now they're five, right, fifth in the nation. I think it's just a lot of hype right now because just what Charlie attests to, you, your trigger man, even though he's a returning starter, uh, he doesn't, to me, doesn't have the ability uh, to take them where they need to do so they can be contenders. Obviously, now they always keep some offensive line and their running back, man, is, is a beast, right? Uh, but I'm curious when you face a team that's going to stack the bots and make them beat you in the throwing game. And you look at who they played. I mean, they played Duke and they beat them 27 to 13. They beat uh, U.S. Uh, South Florida 52 to 0. And the running back in both of those games was like the bell cow uh, that's getting it going on. But I just don't think they got enough enough to truly be contenders. So grade wise, you know, I I give them a a, a B, uh, just because I mean they took care of business in the two games they had. But overall, dreamer or contender, I think they dreaming, man. I think I think uh, they living off the hype uh, of Notre Dame, and and uh, and I think once they start facing some big challenges, uh, obviously they ain't going to have no challenge this week, Florida State again. They, they're going to have a homecoming game. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. But when they play Louisville the following week. What? And then they play. Who? <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> They've been fired for sure. Yeah, but no, no. So, uh, uh, no. They not gonna have no test this week. No, no, I'll just just, just remember I got my I got my spears on. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see what happens, man. But I, I think they dreamers, man. I, I don't see it. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm a little shocked at both of you that, yeah. you that you didn't go a little harder against Notre Dame. Because I'm gonna tell you something. I do not believe it at all. <laughs> I, I watched that Duke game and I thought, wow, y'all are struggling against Duke. Like for yeah. real. Exactly. And, and yeah, they blew out South Florida, but they were supposed to blow out South Florida. No doubt. And but if you look at the, the, the game, is very deceptive because Ian Book did not play well. And so if you're struggling against South Florida and you're struggling against Duke, I there are going to be athletes on that field this weekend. I listen. I think they are dreamers. I think it's. I think that smoke and mirrors. 
Uh, they've tried to hide Ian Book for four years, and now we're about to see who he really is. And it's sad because I like Ian Book as a person. I think as a kid, he's a great kid. I think he's exactly what we need college football to be in a lot of ways. But at the same time, as a quarterback, I just haven't seen that maturation. And I'm starting to think this is just who he is. He's not going to get – he's not going to take that next step. Because by now you would think he would have already done it. So I'm going to go with a C on this one. And I'm going to go Dreamer. I, I don't see it. I, I think we're going to be surprised this weekend. But I'm tipping my hand a little bit. But <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. And they got a tough stretch coming up. You're right. Yeah. Right, that's a tough stretch coming up. Yeah. Here. So uh, we'll see what happens with Notre Dame. Shocked at a Florida State Miami guy giving Notre Dame props. A B? Come on, man. Yeah, I'll just say a B based on what they did. I mean, they they did, right. Okay. okay. Oh, I'll be minus. I'll make it be minus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. NC State. Uh, what are their grades, Michael? What is, are they contenders or dreamers? You know what, man? Uh, their grade, I give them a, a B, right? Mm -hmm. And and the reason being, I mean, that win last week against Pitt, who uh, I was like, man, I was cheering for Pitt to win. Like I said, I got to be honest about that. You know, I, I give them a B or, or you know what? Let me make that a C. And here's here's the reason why, right? They beat Wake Forest, right? Then they turn around and lose against a Virginia Tech team that's depleted. But Virginia Tech, like, they showing to be some werewolves. They getting it done, right? Then they turn around and beat Pitt. So I'm a little concerned about that, right? Just yeah. because if you could beat a Pitt team, right, you should beat Virginia Tech. No disrespect to Virginia Tech. But you should come ready to play, be ready to go. So I'm a little concerned about that part of it. Uh, there's just the inconsistency that if you could beat a pit team who's like rated, got a tough defense. And I mean, your offense, your quarterback was, man, that quarterback, and I forgot the receiver. I think he was number 18, man. That joker, he, that quarterback was making some NFL uh, throws. And that receiver was giving him a pocket. He was he was making some clean catches and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then defensively, man, they was playing with some hard and whatnot. They were reflection of the coach. The coach is a former defensive coordinator. So I love what I was seeing overall. Uh, you know, so I give them a C. And I think overall they're still dreamers. You know, they're not contenders. I don't think they have enough overall talent on both sides of the ball to take them over the edge. They got guys that are playing hard. They got some spots here and there. But they, when you talk about contenders and you talk about challenging the champ and Clemson and and the teams that are ahead right now, I don't think they're quite there yet. But uh, I like what I saw against Pitt, and they're definitely headed now. Hopefully, they're heading the right direction. That the smell and salt hit their nose and like, okay, guys, we could play. We bit a great Pitt team. Hopefully, it could ride that motivation or ride that wave all the way to the end of the season. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Okay, Charlie. I mean, I'll give them a C as well, just because of the inconsistency uh, that they've had over the over the season. Uh, but I do believe that they they've settled on a quarterback, uh, Devin Leary, yep. and he's been playing well. Um, you know, he started playing well against Virginia Tech, and then you started to see him really take off last week against Pitt, and uh, he was one of the key factors in them being successful and winning the football game. And so, I I. Defensively, um, you know, they gave up a lot of points to wait. Um, and then Virginia Tech, <laughs> they were kind of non-existent uh, in, a, in a lot of ways. And then last week, you know, they refected. You know, they got after, um, uh, what's his name? 
the quarterback at Pitt. Uh, Pickett. Oh, Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Yeah, they got it. They got out the Pickett a little bit. Uh, disrupted him, sacked him. You know, got some hurries. I uh, played well on you know the back back end, and I just think uh, you know they're inconsistent right now, and they're dreamers when we talk about you know contending with the top tier teams. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how they how they continue. Uh, but they're definitely trended in the right direction. Yeah, you know I I. I thought Devin Leary finally really stepped into the role. Like the first couple of times they played, he he really didn't – I don't think he felt comfortable in the system. Like he just seemed like he wasn't quite where he needed to be, especially against Virginia Tech. He looked terrible. But this this pit game, he stepped into the role. And those receivers talking about Devin Carter and uh, I can I always miss him. 86. Uh, that's uh, Amika Amizia. Yeah. Amizia. Yeah. Number 86. That's who I was yeah. talking about, 86. Yeah. They both, they both are starting to really become go-to. And yeah. so I think their chemistry is starting to go. Now, prior to last week, I probably would have given them a C-, possibly a D. But that pit game kind of saved the grade for me. So I'll give them a, yeah. a probably a C-plus, low B. Yeah. Uh, but now we're, we're ways off from contender. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's figure out, continue to figure out who we are at first. But. But one thing I think Devin Leary took a big jump. 336 yards, four yeah. touchdowns, uh, game-winning drive. That's, yeah. that's Those are the type of things that speak to success. So I think they're trending in the right way. Yeah, they definitely say they coach Jog because he's on. A, he was on the hot seat. <laughs> he was definitely on the hot seat. Yeah, and a win like that at yeah. least gave him some more time. You know, yeah. cool that seat down a little bit. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, Michael, this is the one I know you're going to love. Yeah. Miami. Yeah, <laughs> what is that grade? Are they a contender or a dreamer? Let Mike let 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 Charlie go first this time. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let that hate go. The hate you feel. Go ahead, Charlie. Go are ahead. we are we speaking about uh, the you, the you baby, the you? Okay, well, um, I'm 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 a big believer. Uh, why? Uh, because I know the QB. And, yeah. you know, for me, thank you, Charlie, for the QB. Thank you, <laughs> you know, for me, I'm all about that position plays a big part in or the role of the morale of a team. And I know Mike's a defensive guy and he can attest to this. Whenever you have a guy on the other side that you believe in that can get the job done as a defense, your whole goal is let us get that guy more opportunities. And so you go out and play with great passion. Your goal is to try to get turnovers, the turnover chain. You know, that's the thing now. Um, and so as a defense, you know, they're playing with great passion. They, they always had great athletes. Uh, they're playing with uh, – they're being consistent, playing, playing for one another. Uh, their fits are good. They have a good defensive line. Uh, we're still a little suspect on the back end, not sure 100% on how that looks. But when you have a good seven-man front, uh, the back end, you know, you can kind of cover up a little bit sometimes. And so I'm I'm a believer, and I think right now they're A. Uh, I'm giving them an A because they've dominated all the teams that they're supposed to dominate. Uh, they, of course, beat UAB. Then went on the road and beat Louisville handily. And then they handled my Florida State Seminoles handily, uh, just dominating. And when you're a contender, 
that is what you're supposed to do. And so I'm just a big believer that from an offensive standpoint, when the quarterback spreads the football around, you don't have you can't key on one or two guys. And that plays a big part, regardless if that guy is the main guy or not giving one or two balls to everyone. And then you're going to have your main guys that you throw to. Um, it's just and then have a run game on top of that. I just think they're all around balanced team. And then, of course, the kicker, you know, being able to have a kicker where you can get it inside, you know, 55 yards and right. you, you at least have a chance. And so I'm just a big believer that uh, they have what it takes to be a contender to win the ACC. Well, Mike, I'm, before you go, I'm going to because I want you to have your moment here. <laughs> but let me just say this. I believe in De'Aaron King. I, no I think De'Aaron King is the real thing. He puts you in the mind of the Kyler Murrays. Uh, he puts you in the mind of one of my guys from Louisville that I used to love to cover, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. He's got that steadiness, that calmness, and you are 1,000% correct, Charlie. When he's on the field and he's doing his thing, you look at him and you say, let's give him as many opportunities to be successful because he will be. And I'm telling you – now, uh, before and, – and, and, Mike, I got to ask you this question. <laughs> How do you feel about the turnover chain? Do you love it? Do you think it's like, okay, guys, that's a little much. But it, well, how do you feel about the turnover chain, just out of curiosity? Yeah, you know what? I, I love it, man. I think, it's, I think it's funny, man, especially I get more kick out of people trying to duplicate and come up with that, you know? <laughs> So especially like Florida State with the Doris board. board uh, oh, come on, come on now. We, 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 we done with that. I think, but I, I love it, man. I think uh, it fits into the atmosphere of the program, right? Because back when we played, we didn't intentionally try to change the game or did fashion statements or whatnot. But you saw we had to cut off jerseys. We had the black shoes at time. Right. You know, we had what we call, you know, the swag, people, the UM swag, you know. So it, to me, it's fitting that UM is doing something with the turnover chain to change the game. You know, now the, the ring for the cribs or all that stuff, you know, that, I mean, obviously they try to do too much, but I get it. <laughs> and, and, and I'm good with it. You know, is because of is University of Miami doing it? You know, and uh, it's fitting into that stereotype. So I, I like it. I, I thought I thought it's funny. I thought it's amusing. I, I thought it was it, it was great. You know. All right. Um, well, they're, uh, they're, they're also they're also uh, spending some of that money on the chains instead of <laughs> giving it to the players. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's <laughs> This fact the official a grenade right to the crowd. Uh, okay. it, it, it's just, it was just out there uh, <laughs> at some point. So now they just decided, man, this is going to get something. They spent all our money, you know, in this oh, tur turnover chain and the crib rings and all that instead of, you know, putting it in the players' pockets. Well, well, no, man. Hey, hey, at least we're stealing crab legs, man. Come on, man. Hey, touche. And he did not to our hometown, Mike. He did. He came. We invited this guy to our hometown. He come in to Philly Crabbing. Shame yeah. on me. You know, I, I, I think, I think, I don't think he was actually stealing, man. I think somebody yeah. hooked him up with that. <laughs> he was going to go ahead and walk out. Yeah. You feel me? 
That's y'all, 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 y'all know, y'all know, y'all know the deal. I was getting hooked up and somebody <laughs> called him. Getting a pain stealing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, my man, you A plus and definitely a contender. Uh, and maybe more than that. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But Mike, what we're, you're, the floor is yours, sir. Go okay. ahead, speak on right. your hurricanes. All right. So you gotta understand now. When I grade you, in, man, I'm I'm grading them harder than I'm gonna grade anybody else because I know the standard. I know what the standard's supposed to look like. I know what the standard is, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, man, I give them a B plus, right? Okay. I give them a B plus. Okay. And let me tell you why. So right now, like you said, man. We got a trigger, man. That I mean, DeAndre King, I mean, he's Charlie Ward. He's Russell Wilson. I mean, that joker, man. And I'm watching his development, especially with not having a spring ball to go through. And with him, right, I mean, when he, he didn't play in a live game, uh, what, the, the fourth fourth game of the previous yeah. year? So he's been out. And then he had no spring ball. He's in a new system. All right, he with new players, and so you saw the maturation as he keep every game. He's getting better and better. Yeah. I watched the first game against UAB. His timing was off because it's hard to duplicate that when you work with new receivers and he he's overthrowing receivers. He he got the happy feet. He's staring receivers down. But as you start looking from game to game, man, this guy was just getting better. Like in the New York minute, he kept, and I mean everything he was doing was like amazing. Yeah. The first game, I'm crit- being critical of him in a, being a pocket with the happy feet, but yet he is extending the record. He's do- he beating him with his feet. He beating, he making throw. He he's just a baller, man. I love this dude. He reminds me of Russell Wilson, Charlie Ward, his ability, man. And then now, as you see him, his growth, he is getting better and better. I mean, his time in the last game, I mean, it was on point. Boom, boom, boom. Decision making. A lot of people now is trying to uh, uh, through a three man rush and drop eight in the in, in the back end, and he's like finding the open receiver, going to his fourth and fifth uh, read. Uh, so, man, you got to pick your poison with this guy, you know. And he's killing. He's showing that I can either beat you with my legs or I can beat you throwing the ball. And that's why I'm saying it reminds me of Russell Wilson in that regards. So I love we got a quarterback, man. And then offensively, man, I love our offensive coordinator. I jokingly call him LL for LL Cool J because ladies love Cool J, but Kane's fans love Coach Lashley because, man, this dude's system, is he going to make you cover the field not only vertically but horizontally with bubble pass and stream pass? And then he does a great job of exploiting the weaknesses of the defense, right? I mean, he's big about matchups. So you'll see the tight end, Eric Jordan or Will Mallory, you know, matched up on a DB or or linebacker, or you'll see him go to an unbalanced set and then motion the back out so he can get the matchup he want, uh, run it back on a, on a, a safety down in the box in that matchup, and then, man, just barely missed him, you know? So I love it, this unbalanced package that he get, did against Louisville. He saw something. And just he sets them up uh, uh, for the for the comeback. You know what I'm saying? He he set up plays to to get you over top, man. I love his. I love what he's doing, coach wise. I love the fundamentals and stuff like that. And then really, right now, you watch Florida State offensively, man. I mean, they score at will, you know. And they uh, really they scoring against a lot of Louisville. The same thing. And so really, 
people that they the only thing that's stopping them is them the self-inflicted wounds and that's the reason that i what i don't like right is that for a championship team you can't afford to beat yourself and right now i'm think i'm hoping that this bye week is all about hey it's not even about clemson it's all about let's clean up our house let's get rid of these self-inflicted wounds that we're creating offensively with the receivers dropping the ball right uh, yeah. with the penalties yeah. with the casual uh, brain farts on protection versus overlong pressures, right? Because Clemson's is going to come at mm -hmm. us, right? And so we got to clean up. And then defensively, right, I, I love the fact the turnover chain. I learned, learned the fact that we get the turnovers in bunches, right? I love the fact the effort, man, guys are making big plays. They're doing uh, great things. I even love the fact of the leadership that I saw from the players one thing happened uh this past uh game uh they after big turnover they got it uh florida state tried to trip play well they they get a penalty 15 get uh jalen phillips get ejected for the game this is second a personal foul and you see uh manny diaz talking to him on the sideline but his body language is like yeah all right but then you the camera come back to him and you see uh my man nesta severa talking to him and he was like yeah i got you, you know and I love it, as you know, with championship teams, the leadership has to come from the players. Yeah. The players got to buy in, and they got to hold each other accountable. And I love it. I saw that accountability that I didn't see too many often. Like you say, I saw people fighting for the turnover chain, this and that. But when somebody did something wrong, I saw a player correcting them, and I saw, uh, saw two-star players correcting each other. And you hear about that with the LeBron – and and uh anthony davis said how they hold each other accountable yeah. and i love that accountability right but defensively man they're doing great on third down they're doing great creating takeaways but it's the self-inflicted wounds on defense is going to get us beat if we don't fix that up get that clean right right now we're we're giving up too many yards in the run game uh their run fits is horrible they're they're they got the d-line game penetration but their consistent run fits from the linebacker, the guys off the ball, is horrible. And then there's just the fundamental stuff, man. Man coverage, you can't, you got to keep eyes on your luggage. You can't be looking back at the quarterback. And right now, Louisville was exploiting them. Uh, number one, who's a grown man, Tutu. I mean, he was, he's a hard cover for anybody. Right. But just the fundamentals take, it's not like skill wise, we couldn't cover them. But I'm watching these guys playing man coverage. They're looking at the quarterback. And one thing we say, if you're a man coverage and you see the quarterback throwing the ball, you're going to see the receiver catch the ball. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that's the thing. And so to me, to get them over the hump is that they got to get rid of the self-inflicted wounds. Because right now, they're there. Right now, even though with the wins and stuff like that, this stretch is coming now with Clemson this week. Pittsburgh, I mean, these are some tough games where you can't afford to beat yourself, especially we got an offense, especially rolling. We got to get rid of the self-inflicted wounds for us to take that next step. So I think they're contenders with the question mark because I'm hoping from what I saw because of the COVID issue, because it is that every week they're getting better and better, that if we can clean that up, man, and get ready to go, we're, we're going to be a problem.
man, that's an incredible analysis. And absolutely. And and I like that you were a little tough on the boys. You were <laughs> you didn't take it easy on them. Let's take a quick break, uh, pay a couple of bills, well, pay a bill, and then uh, we'll get into our let's pick them. I hope everybody's ready. Uh, we're, uh, you're listening to Believe in the ACC. That's Charlie Ward. I'm Lloyd Spence, special guest Michael Barrow. We'll be back in a second. Hey, everybody, this is Lloyd Spence of the Believe in the ACC show. And listen, the wait is finally over. Football is back. And you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Guys, listen, I check out Bet Online all the time. It is a phenomenal website. Just everything you're looking for. It's like a better's paradise, y'all. You do not want to miss the opportunity to get on over there. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. Listen, so head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. And sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tell them Charlie and Lloyd sent you. All right, we are back. Our special guest, um, former New York football giant, and of course Miami Hurricane, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Farrell. From the U, from the U, Charlie. <laughs> so listen, we we do this every week. We play our our game. Let's pick them. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. How can we go through? We can't talk about Florida State. Well, we're not we're not a contender. I mean, we're a dreamer. I was just saying, I don't want to, you know, a dreamer at this yeah, time. No, no, the, game was, the game was contender and dreamer. I, I wanted. <laughs> I, you said you said that. Listen, I left my little corners out too, so that and that pains me because I really came into this season thinking we, we were contenders, and now. Yeah. Uh, that defense yeah. ain't quite where it needs to be yet. So, yeah, everybody had to take a hit today. <laughs> okay, I was just, I was just wondering. I was just wondering. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about the Seminoles in a few minutes. Though. We're gonna okay. talk about okay. We're gonna talk about it. Okay, <laughs> let's pick them. So far, uh, Charlie is twenty six and two on the season. I'm oh, twenty five wow. and three. Yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty good. We 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 had a little few slips. Our homerism has. Come to bite us in the eye a couple of times. So, um, you know, that is the reason why we are lost. Rec- and, of course, we both uh, missed on that NC State pit game last yeah, week. Yeah, no doubt. Me yeah, too. so I don't know if anybody saw that one coming. In no, the country, exactly. so. All right, so let's start with Lul and G-Tech. They play Friday at 6 p.m. on ESPN. And all of these times are central time. So uh, if you're on the East Coast, you know it's an hour earlier or hour uh, later. But yeah. – uh, Louisville and G-Tech, this one's at Georgia Tech. Uh, fellas, who you picking on this one? Uh, go ahead, Charlie. Well, I'll, I'm going to go with uh, Louisville. Um, Georgia Tech, well, this is a tough one because Georgia Tech had won a game or outside of Florida State. They, they've been struggling mightily. Uh, they're playing some young guys, but they're starting to – some of those young guys are starting to play really, really well. Um, and so – but Louisville, to me, I think has the more seasoned team. Um, and, I, you know, they haven't been trending up the up the uh, positive ladder here lately. But 
I think uh, them having a week off of not playing last week, uh, getting their legs back under them. Now, I guess the key is is uh, the quarterback playing. If he's if he's not playing, then let me just change my deal. <laughs> I'm going with Georgia Tech. Oh my oh, god! Wow. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Yeah, revelation. Because uh, I'm I'm not 100 sure if the quarterback is healthy and if he's not healthy i think from an office standpoint they're struggling and then defensively uh they're okay so i'm gonna go with georgia tech you know what uh yeah for me uh initially like georgia tech i saw him play against florida state and i was like man i was surprised how well they played i saw some they had some athletes as well as you know the it's and Georgia don't get a lot of respect, but Georgia is one of the states, me being a formal coach at University of Miami, is that they're one of a few states where you don't have to leave the state to get the player. You can get, go grocery shopping all in the state of Georgia. I mean, you get the big country boys, if you had to go stereotype, right, from the big country boys for O-line, D-line, get your skill position in inner cities, you can get your quarterbacks, and then if you want to, you can get you can clean up on the neighboring states like you know, Alabama, Florida, Carolinas, and Tennessee's to get some more players to, to, you know, the best of the best. And no different with Georgia Tech, man. They, I was surprised, man. They got some athletes, man, especially on, on both sides of the ball in their secondary, man. Their, their safeties was looking great. I was like, man, they got a chance. But then they come down to they beat Florida <laughs> State, and then they ran against uh, uh, Central Florida, and Central Florida beat them like they stole something. Man, I was right, like, oh, right. Lord, right? So I was like, oh, I'm not too fast, my friend. You know. <laughs> and, and even though with Louisville, man, I just think with the speed and the explosiveness on offense, like I agree with Charlie, their defense is a question mark, and and uh, and they need to be more aggressive just to stop people, just you know, blitz and take some chances. But Louisville, especially if their quarterback is on point, man, those guys can, can score points in a hurry. And obviously they, they came across a Miami team and a Pitt team that let the air out their wing. But I, I just think right now Georgia Tech is still not there yet. I think they got a freshman quarterback that's going to be good, but he's still not there yet, you know. And Louisville, to me, has just got too much firepower. So I'm going I'm, – my, my, my prediction is Louisville is going to win. It's going to be a good game. But my prediction is Louisville's gonna win. Well, listen, uh, I, I'm always gonna pull my for my boys. Um, I think they're gonna be all right. And, and Mikael Cunningham he is playing, and the coach, according to Coach Satterfield, he will have no limitations. So no. Uh, if Mikael is healthy, then I think they'll be just fine. What what I think the best thing that happened to Louisville was is that they got a chance to get that bye week early and breathe a little bit and kind of put the reset button. They see what they are now. They see what they need to work on. And just like you were saying about Miami, they got a chance to go back and stop self-inflicting the wounds on themselves. So I think they're going to be just fine. I think they get back on on track this weekend against the perfect opponent in Georgia Tech, who seems to be a little all over the place. So, all right, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, number 19 versus a number 8, 11 a.m. on ABC. They got the early game. Michael, who you going with on that one? I'm going with Carolina, man. I'm, I'm going with Carolina. They finally get a chance to play back-to-back games. I think uh, right now they had two close calls, and I think they watching that team, that team's a uh, reflection of a head coach. They got a lot of pride in themselves. They want to do things right. 
but then also they learn how to win, how to win those tough games. They're, they're, they know how to do it. I mean, and so Virginia Tech, obviously, man, we talked about them. Uh, a for effort, man, with all the adversities and stuff they had to overcome, man, for them to uh, continue to win and continue to play hard. Uh, I, I just think, man, hats off to them, man. It's going to be a great game. But I just think Virginia Tech, I mean, excuse me, North Carolina, man, they're just a better team. And I think right now they're going to – this is a wake-up call for them. They make, they're not going to sleepwalk uh, versus uh, Virginia Tech at all. Uh, and so right now, here's here's the thing, though, uh, is because when you look at – and this is one thing I don't like about North Carolina, and I hope it's not true, right, is that sometimes you can believe the clippings and you play to the level of your opponent. Yes. And so they played Syracuse, right? They played Boston College. Even though Boston College was defeated on paper, they're like, oh, they ain't nobody, right? So I hope that's not the case. So I, I, I hope, but I'm going to have to watch it because I know with Virginia Tech coming in, ranked 19, you know, when I know they're not going to sleepwalk on them, they're going to bring their A game and be ready to go. And so that's why I'm, I'm picking them to win. But I, I, I just need to make that an observation later on and see if they're playing to the level of competition because that, that's going to catch up to you. All right, Charlie. Well, I'm going to go with North Carolina as well um, because I just think Sam Howell at some point is going to, uh, get back to or at least get back to the form that he was his true freshman year. Uh, he's been struggling, uh, struggling in the sense of what we expected, I'll say, right. this year yeah. from right. him being able to make that jump from his true freshman year to this year. Uh, he's having some sophomore um, issues, <laughs> you know, from having success uh, the first year. And um, and those I think those are kind of normal. Um, in some form or fashion, but I do believe he has the potential to be uh, take that next step. Uh, but the thing that's that's going to help them is the running game. He's been getting some good production from his running backs, uh, and they've been running the football well, which takes a lot of pressure off of him. Um, and then defensively, you know, they've been playing well enough to to win games as well. You know, and um, and so I Virginia Tech, I'm still. Not sold on the quarterback. Um, at some point in time, if you have a defensive coordinator that's going <laughs> to say we're going to stop the run, yeah. then they're going to put the ball in the quarterback's hand. Then you know this is these are the games that they're probably getting ready to start playing um, against teams that say we're not going to allow you to just play to your strengths. And I think North Carolina would do that, and that's the reason why I feel like they'll they'll win the game. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I want to pick Virginia Tech so bad because I'm enjoying the the, the miracle. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but I, I agree with you guys. North Carolina, they, they got the better quarterback for sure. You know, uh, 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 or Burmeister, rather, uh, he has not proven yet that he is he is ready for prime time. This game might be a lot for him. Uh, with that, uh, North Carolina's defense is really good. Yeah, uh, we don't talk a lot about them as much as we talk about other teams, but their defense is really good, and they got a solid uh, linebacker in right in the middle yeah. of it that's probably going to be a top five, top ten pick right. in the draft this year. So uh, I got to go with North Carolina as much as I want to. You know, I really, really, really want to pick uh, Virginia Tech, but I'm gonna go with North Carolina because I got to keep on pace with time. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. NC State in Virginia. 
Uh, wow, this is this is an interesting one because um, which team is going to show up for both teams? It's yeah. So, uh, Charlie, who are you going with on this one? Um, I this is a pick'em game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's a toss-up where both teams have been, uh, you know, consistent but inconsistent in some areas. Of course, Virginia played Clemson last week, and they kind of, you know, exposed some of the things, some weaknesses. Uh, but Virginia played Duke, you know, the week prior, uh, which Clemson and Duke are two different opponents. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I say I'm gonna go with uh, Virginia. Ah, okay. I, I, I like the quarterback, Virginia. Um, even though I'm not crazy about their offense, offense per se, but I like them defensively. Uh, they have some, you know, some very good defenders. Um, and NC State, I'm not 100% sold on just them as a team right now. But this is a pick, definitely a pick them game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that term pick them game. You write about it, man, because you look at it. And you like we talked about North Carolina State. Uh, which team is going to show up, right? <laughs> beat Pitt, or the team that lost against a Virginia Tech, the depleted Virginia Tech game, all uh, right? And so you look at that. So you got some concerns because it comes to mind that one of my coaches used to say, nine out of ten people can handle failure, but only one out of ten can handle success," right? Hmm. And so they're coming off a huge upset against Pitt. And then now they've uh, taken it on a Virginia team that just lost against Clemson. So they think, ah, oh, man, we got this in the bag. They still could be intoxicated by the win they just had uh, <laughs> over Pitt. So I'm a little concerned about that. And then Virginia, right, with the same uh, uh, quote, uh, nine out of ten people can handle the fade. They just got beat by Clemson. So they like, man, we, we're we going to kill somebody now, you know. <laughs> and uh, and so – but it's a pick em game. And I'm just hoping that North Carolina State with the coach, and I know a coach, I know the coaches over there. I'm hoping with the great coaching, they're gonna understand, continue to eat the crumbs. We didn't do <laughs> nothing. Let's beat Virginia. We can't sleep on Virginia. Da 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 da. Right? That I'm just gonna trust the culture, and I'm gonna go with North Carolina State to pull it out. All right. Listen, I think Devin Leary and those receivers, Devin yeah. Carter and 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 Amike, I think they found something last week. No doubt. And um, I don't know. It, it just seems like some things came together. They've gone through their adversity. Now they're starting to see their success. And I think a belief kicked in last week with that win. So I'm going to go with NC State as well. I think uh, they got a shot to, to – to, to, I don't know if it's a shocker because I definitely think I agree with you guys. This is definitely a pick 'em game. Yeah. But I think the NC State starts to build that momentum that they've been looking for for a long time. So oh, I'm going with NC State. We got two opposite games this week, Charlie. Okay. All right. Uh oh. Let's go with Duke and Syracuse. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> this is a, now. This is definitely a pick 'em game. <laughs> this might be the definition of a pick 'em game. This was on ESPN three. Uh, Michael, who you going with on this man, one? Man, listen, ain't no big <laughs> You can't play dead in the Cowboy movie, man. They cannot. All right. They had their chance last week to beat Virginia Tech. And they 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 who we thought what they they are who we thought they are. <laughs> Duke sucks. All right. They need my my high school trying to get them on their schedule, man. <laughs> 
Hey, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right, they garbage. All right, they got one defensive player that's doing something. Everybody else, man, they can't play dead in a cowboy movie. No way. I'm going with Syracuse, man, to get it done, man. And where is Syracuse? I know is, is this a is home? That Syracuse? Is that Syracuse? Oh, yeah. I'm going Syracuse all the way. At least they showed some life against North Carolina. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They they showed a post that they can. You know, it's the consistency. Keep shooting them in the foot, man. But hey, look, I'm going for Syracuse, man, to get that 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 W, man. Duke, nah, you kiss the baby goodnight, Duke. You, they ain't, they may not win a game all year. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> boy, K. Lou, what is he thinking, I, man? Exactly, my man. K, <laughs> I'm kidding. Just because of that, just because K. Lou is even more added, I'm pouring more gasoline on it. But <laughs> but <laughs> Duke. The crazy part about Duke is they've been competing for like three quarters. They have. Or up to three quarters, and then the fourth quarter, they just fall apart. Last week, they didn't compete in the first quarter and then competed in the fourth quarter. But they've never put four quarters <laughs> together. Right. They, they, haven't, they haven't put a full game together. So Not if they all. could ever do that, they, yeah. they would be okay. Uh, but I'm still going with Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want to show Duke some love, man. I, because they try so hard, and, and they and listen. Now, one thing that you can say about them, they've competed in every game they played in. Now, right. not well, but they have they haven't quit on their coach, which says a lot about how they feel about their coach. Having said that, though. <laughs> Charlie, you know how much I love Dino and the, and the boys, so yeah. uh, I got to go Syracuse on that one as well, man. But Duke might surprise us, y'all. They may finally get that win. We'll see. Um, Michael is not believing it, though. Right, no, they, <laughs> hey, they best chance of winning is when they play uh, Charlotte. All right, they play Charlotte <laughs> later on in the season uh, on Halloween. That's their best chance. Oh, Halloween. Okay. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> we got Pitt and Boston College. Three o'clock game on the ACC network. Uh, Charlie, who you got on that one? Uh, I'm gonna go with Pitt. Um, I, I just think they they've been playing consistently, even though Boston College is kind of being Boston College. You know, <laughs> they're yep. doing the things that they normally do, mucking up the game, and you know, making it look ugly, standing games uh, enough to be able to you know, win, win a couple, but then they lost last week, you know, at the buzzer in a sense, but um, I'm going to go with Pitt because I, I, I think this is a rebound week for them. And I think they have something to kind of prove to the ACC, to the country about where they stand. And so it should be a very good football game, very competitive. Uh, but I, I think Pickett, and also the defense uh, from Pitt should uh, should rise up and probably win the football game. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No doubt, I totally agree, man. I'm going with Pitt. Uh, like I said, man, I, I watched that game and I was like dumbfounded that they lost against North Carolina State. And like you, you mentioned how North Carolina State went down on the last drive against that uh, vaulted Pitt defense, and 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 they uh, gave up a touchdown. You know. And uh, and so obviously from a defense standpoint, a lot of air been laid out the big heads, you know, 
they start, uh, mm. like my mama say, boy, you starting to smell yourself a little bit, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they was definitely started smelling themselves, and they definitely took a bath, you know, uh, in humility. <laughs> and uh, hopefully now, man, they realize they got to get back to fundamentals. They can't believe the hype. They, they got to bounce back and start getting this thing going. And if they watch the film on Boston College, like Charlie say, Boston College being Boston College, this is a team they can't sleep on, you know? that they got to come ready to play. And they learned that, hopefully, they learned that hard lesson against North Carolina State that we just can't keep reading the press clippers, that we got to come ready to play and we got to step up. Because that defense, man, for all the accolades that they have and all the records they're setting with sacks only produced one sack last week, you know, and that and that's not a staple uh, Pittsburgh defense. So they got to get back on track. They got to – uh, create some takeaways. They got to win the game on defense. They got to be ready to go. So I'm just choosing just from the rebound effect. Uh, I, I'm choosing Pitt because Pitt, uh, Pitt right now they got too much talent, man. They 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 just built to win defense, win championships. So I think they're gonna pull it out. I'm gonna go a little differently, gentlemen. Um, okay. Jerkovic found. I think he found something against North Carolina last week. He he has not played great all season. But last week against a really what we all calling a pretty good defense in North Carolina, they almost pulled that game out. And were it not for just a, a, a horrible, I don't know what that decision was on the goal line last week. But but, <laughs> but but had it not been for that play, we might be talking about a team that like low key is three and zero. Like they they're one one yard bad two point conversion to be away from being three and zero. So. Maybe the Boston College learned a couple of lessons themselves last week. So it'll be interesting. Now, Pitt's defense, I think, is better than North Carolina's defense. So it's going to be a little tougher to score. But they, but one thing Boston College found is that they can compete with the big boys. So they're not going to be an easy win in any against any team. And if, if ever there was a time to catch Pitt slipping, it's now. So I'm going to say that Boston College catches them slipping. And and Pitt loses another game this week, so I'm going with Boston College on this one. All right, we oh. got we got to put some distance between each other, uh, Charlie. I, I, I see. He's going down, huh? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll save save the big one for last. We'll go FSU and Notre Dame. Who you going with? Who am I going with? <laughs> I, you for last time. I think I think everybody watching knows who you're gonna pick on this. Oh yeah. no, they're, they're curious who you going with. Uh, if you saw what I've been seeing, I asked the question too. That's the honest question. No, who I, you going I, with, Mr. Charlie? I have, I have hope. Now we have no, hope. No, you do have hope, and she's your child. <laughs> But you got no hope. Oh, my goodness. Hey. Oh, my goodness. Right. Well, it doesn't matter. The Seminoles showed some life last week. Even though it was against JSU, it would have been very embarrassing if we were lost the game. And we came <laughs> out. was losing. Yeah, we were. And uh, it wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking pretty the first quarter. Uh, but when, we when uh, Jordan Travis entered the game, the whole game changed, and you could just see it. I was sitting there watching it, and when he started making plays with his legs, and the big key was when he threw that deep pass touchdown to Keyshawn Hilton, that showed that he was capable 
of throwing a, a pass forward. And, you know, because all the times we've seen him, he's been a run threat. I mean, you know, from last year to this year, they've only used him as a run threat. And it, we never saw him throw except for the, the poor decision he made against Miami. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, one other time, you know, where he threw the ball into the dirt uh, when he came in, I think, I think one of the games this year, and it just didn't look good. But after I saw him throw the football with the accuracy that he was throwing it with and the velocity and those types of things, it gave me hope. And so, as we all know, going into a, a game, all you want is hope or chance. And he gives us a chance to be successful offensively. Defensively, uh, once we, I mean, we gave up 21 points in the first quarter, the first half, and we gave up three, surrendered three to second, second half. Uh, and so I'm just hoping that Jordan Travis can give us a spark that we need as a team to, you know, make everyone feel like, man, if we can get the ball back to him, we'll be great. And so defensively, hopefully we can put some um, things together. We still got some work to do, probably on the back end. Um, and the front seven, we definitely got to be able to stop the run, which I think, you know, with our front seven, we did a decent job last week. Um but the good thing about it is we we have a tough time defending running quarterbacks, guys who can actually move around a little bit. Um, Ian Book can move around a little bit, but he's not as mobile probably as a Derek King um, or some of the other guys that we face. Even the guy this weekend was mobile uh, from JSU. But I have hope <laughs> that we we can go in and get the upset. So of course I'm going I'm going to pull Florida State because of Jordan Travis. I need for him to play uh, even better, continue to improve upon what he did last week. Now that he's the starter, um, hopefully he can come in and give us the 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 edge that we need because we always have athletes, but we've been missing a lot on just that playmaker at the quarterback position for the last years that we've been struggling. <laughs> to find someone that can give us that consistency to, because our offensive line, you know, when we weren't good, you can't have someone that <laughs> can't get out of trouble right. behind that, right. uh, that type of offensive line. And so with someone that can move out of the way and make plays with legs, it definitely helps with the offensive line play because their defense line now they have to rush differently. You know, of course, the pocket can be pushed, but they can't leave gaps. And so I'm just grateful and hopeful that we will be able to pull the upset. Go All nose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, where are you going with this? I think hey, I know. Hey, uh, man, Tony, I'm going to call you Abraham because you must have a random <laughs> word from God. Because the Bible says, contrary to hope, he believed in hope, you know? And you said hope so many times. So you must got a word from the Lord, man. You must got a promise from God that you holding on to. That God promised you, son. Mike, hey, he didn't look at his body when he considered it dead. He, he, he didn't even look at the natural. And, man, I'm, I need to check your, your head on those glasses, man. You need to go to the. Hey, man, man. What are you looking at, bro? I got inside. <laughs> I got inside scoop. 
Exactly. You got something. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You got something that we just don't know. Because, man, I'm like, was Florida State on probation and nobody told me? Oh, I, I was like, that can't be Florida State. I mean, and, and obviously, right, because I, I feel the pain because we went through the same thing and obviously trying to find a trigger, man, that's a big deal. Yeah. And you're right, man, uh, Terry. I mean, that, Travis, excuse me. Yeah. Like, he was the only guy doing something offensively when y'all played in Miami. And when he got hurt, man, your hope, you talking about hope, the hope was in the locker room, you know? Because they had a nice little package using him as a receiver. Then they put him at quarterback and was like doing a three-card Marley. Do they run the ball or throw the bubble? You know, do they run the ball or throw the bubble? And he was making it work, man. And then that one, obviously, the one pass he did try to do on it, which they set him up. Except Miami to try to get it done was like they was gonna do a get a ball to him, let him throw a pass to the quarterback. What what they call that the Philly special now, you know? But, know. but man, it was bad. It was bad. But <laughs> offensively, man, you're right. Like he's the only hope uh that y'all have on offense. Cause man, I didn't I mean you talk about Terry at receiver. I mean, they can't get in the ball. Uh, uh, Travis remind me of what hopefully he can eject some hope like Cap did when he first came in for, for the 49ers, you know? Yeah. He kind of put me in that mindset where passing-wise, he's like, oh, he look like me trying to throw the ball at times, you know? And I'm like, oh, Jesus, right? And But yet with his feet, man, he can make it happen. So hopefully the uh, head coach is back from uh, coronavirus and can inject some creativity to take advantage of his running ability and to go ahead and establish the run because offensive line, man, protection, like you said, man, the, the tackle spot, man, the, the old line, man, they, man, they just, they, good Lord, they just laying everybody through, you know? They're not protecting the quarterback. So one way you got to help them out is that you got to establish the running game and they got to do a better job establishing the run and whatnot. But, man, it's Notre Dame, Florida State. Nah, man, I mean, Notre Dame about to beat the brakes off them because defensively, man, you got – you you got talent, and I don't like to talk about another man's style, but that defense is just it's too passive. Mm. Like that, they play, they live and die with the too high coverage, man. And uh, you got some run and hit linebackers. Your front set, I mean, those jokers, they run and hit, man. They they, I mean, gainer thirty three, uh, number one. Uh, the oh, and then they play too deep at linebacker. The the front seven are like grown men. That was like argument. They're, I call them a bunch of werewolves, man. That, but they're not. They're, the scheme that they're playing is too passive. Like, go ahead and play man-to-man coverage. Go ahead and put that extra guy down in the box, man. You got the corners outside with uh, uh, Sante Samuel Jr. doing it down, and you can help the other corner a lot and get that done. Be a more aggressive on defense as opposed to I don't know what they're doing defensive-wise. It's not. To me, it's not fitting their 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 uh, aggressive. It's not fitting their toughness. It's just too sit back and too passive for me. You know, I want them to, like you say, the one way to beat Notre Dame is pack the box and make them beat you on the outside. And to me, they're not getting that. They're not, they're not they're not committed to getting that done. They they live and die by playing this this passive defense. It looked like a Big Twelve defense that just you could just run through. So I, I'm just disheartened because defensively you got some talent. You got some war dogs. You got some dudes that are running hit. 
But the scheme, I mean, you do one like blitz that you got where you send both guys off the edge, you're doing a high red zone. That's just not enough. It's not matching what they are on defensively. You got arguably one when this guy comes ready to play. Uh, Marvin Wilson is a grown man, but you got a, a bunch of other grown mans. You got that number 11. He's a freak. Their front, their 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 front uh, D line. I mean, their D tackles are huge. Man, they they're balling. They man, let them go eat. Man, turn those guys loose and 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 have that game where established the run. You win on defense. Be aggressive, and I think that's what's going to happen. But I just don't think they're going to get that done. They're not going to make those changes, and so man, they're going to take another L. Michael, I'm gonna I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. Okay, no, nope, I, I, I think. They found something in Jordan, not just because of his offense, but because and, – and, and I'm going to use Charlie's word, the whole oh. – and you know this having played defense. Man, when you come to a game and you already know that your offense can't get it done, you play a certain way. <laughs> and and it, there's, there's no there's, – your thought process is – Man, we're going to have to somehow make a play, and now you're trying to conserve energy. Now you don't want to be aggressive because you feel like, man, we got we can't, we got to bend but not break. Your, your whole thought process is different. But, man, when Jordan came in and they scored on the five straight possessions, that defense looked completely different last week. And I said, okay, they, they believe. Now they believe. And so I'm going to tell you something. This is the perfect opponent for a team that's on the rebound because Ian Book has not proven that he can win a game for you. He has ridden off those, uh, ridden off the success of the, of the running game for so long, but I can't think of a game where he had, where you can look back in his career and say, man, Ian Book won that game for them. And so I, I'm, I'm predicting the upset. Ooh, wow. I'm predicting the upset. I think Notre Dame is, is like I've been saying, they're a dreamer. I, I think they're riding off reputation, and I think this is the absolute worst game that they could possibly play coming off, you know, of, of the game that they've been playing on. This is not the game they wanted, a team that's starting to believe and has the athletes. This is, the, this is a bad matchup for Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame goes down in a close one, in a close one. So I'm going with FSU on that one. All right, here we go. I'm a drug test both of you guys after the show. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. Listen, that's cool. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right, here we go. No, I I, I understand what you're saying. I yeah. just think, like I say, defensively, they didn't make the right adjustment to go put eight guys in the box and make them be deep. And I was like, why are you not doing that? You know, I think they will this week because I, I think hope they so. believe what we believe is that Ian Book can't beat them. I, 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 hope. I don't think Ian Book can beat a team like that. And I think I you know yeah, so, yeah. They yeah. got some guys on defense that got the talent that they're just not using right. And I like I say, I like their running game. I call it Florida State running game. I call it three-card Marley. Yeah. They have some tough misdirection stuff they do that, man, as a linebacker, you can't go to you know. You know, yeah. and by the time you rack, it's too late. So yeah. if they're committed on running the game and all that stuff, but defensively, like I said, I, I didn't say, but I definitely understand what you're saying. And I'm it's a rivalry game. In the mail for you guys. Yeah, and it's a rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a rivalry game too. So you never, you know, rivalry yeah. games, you never know. Okay, Miami, Clemson, that's the big one. Everybody in yeah. the country will be watching this one. The yeah. number seven Hurricanes, the Clemson, uh, 
But yeah, Clips and Tigers, guys, which way are we going on this one? I think yeah. we know where Michael's going. Yeah, you know where I'm going. <laughs> I think we know where Michael's going. Uh, Michael, we'll let you go first on this one. What, what, what you want you me to go first? But tell us why that Miami is going to pull the upset against Clemson. Well, what I, well, first of all, what I love is the fact Blake James, our athletic director, I mean, they need to get him a, a pay raise uh, for what he did with the schedule, right? Because ideally, we used to do this back in the day when we played Georgia Tech because of the triple offense. We always scheduled a bye week before them, before we played them. So that way it gives the defense more time to prepare. Yeah. And I love the fact that he scheduled a bye week, right, uh, to prepare for Clemson because it's the thing that I mentioned earlier it's going to help us correct those self-inflicted wounds on both sides of the ball. Because whenever you face a team like Clemson, who's not only we know the talent they have at the quarterback, the trigger position, the running backs, all throughout, I mean, consistently the top five recruiting class. I mean, they 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 don't they don't rebuild, they reload that you you can't beat yourself. Right. And just the fact that I, what I'm trusting and I based on the things that I've been hearing. Uh, as far as uh, Miami and things that things I'm looking listening for buzzwords, right? When I when I listen to the coach talk about the importance of fundamentals, usually the coaches start talking that way uh, after when they're in a slump. Let's get back to the fundamentals. But what I love, they never they never got away from the fundamentals, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. so you start listening to coaches say that, right? Then you right, like I right, told right. you earlier how. How the players self-correcting one another, holding each other accountable. You hear those same words when you uh, listen to LeBron and AD talk. How they hold each other accountable. That's being the definition of a great teammate. You set the standard, but you hold each other accountable, right? Yeah. And so all the intangible stuff that you don't, that you can't measure, but you look for and you see, that has the signs of why a team is good. So I'm hoping that this 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 week here knowing, trusting the coaches, right, that they took care of those self-inflicted wounds that, look, we don't have have to do uh, crib anything. We just need to play our, be ourselves, that we can match up with these guys. And I think, man, because of those things that I'm hoping and trusting, that, yo, hey, this is where the, my, my pastor used to say, here's where the rubber meet the road. Clemson is a grown man. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, they, they definitely – hand and shoulders above everybody else. And it's definitely on paper David versus Goliath. But what I'm, what I'm happy about is in like about in God we trust, right? No doubt about it. And I love the trigger man, Derek King, man, what he brings to the table with Coach LL Lashley. And then I think, man, that, that gives me hope. Like Charlie talked about hope. Uh, that gives me realistic hope that we can make this thing happen because when I look at the issues that we have, it's issues that are self-inflicted wounds that, man, I'm trusting that we'll get it fixed. Yeah. And now, man, it's prime time ready to go, man. We're going to get that thing done. So that's my prediction, man. It's going to obviously be a great game. It's going to be a classic fight. And then, hey, man, hey, I'm, I'm looking like, uh, uh, what's the movie, Friday? Well, yeah. man, we got knocked out when we get a punch and we knocked out Bebo, baby. You know, I'm yeah. looking for that, man. Well, I'm, I'm going to go and then I'm, we're going to let Charlie have the last word on this one. I I 
gonna make it happen here, Mike. I, okay. I, 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 I believe. I believe. Okay. okay. Pierre King is the real deal, and this is the first time all season that Clemson is matching up athlete for athlete. No doubt. And, and that's the challenge. And, and here and you, you mentioned scheduling. I've been talking to Charlie all season about this. I think sometimes it, it is a mistake when you're the front runner to not come out and play challenging games to start the season because you, it lulls you into a false sense of reality. And you say, well, we're, we're, we're obviously just better than everybody else. And, yeah, you're blowing teams out, but are you truly getting better? Are you truly challenging yourself? And the one thing that I think we discovered last week with Virginia is that that secondary that Clemson had is suspect. They can be gotten. And so if you can get to that second level, that third level against right. uh, uh, Clemson, I think you can beat them. And guess what? The run game of Miami can set up that passing to that second and third level. So I'm, I'm – I'm going with the upset here. Yeah, baby. I'm yeah. With Miami, I think this is uh, as as Charlie likes to call him DJ. I think this is DJ's coming out party to the nation. I think this will put him squarely in the middle of the Heisman Trophy race. And uh, you're watching this young man mature into the quarterback that a lot of us believe he can be. So I'm going Miami, Miami on this one. Now watch what I think is about to happen. <laughs> well, it's uh this game here, I'm hoping that it's competitive, which I think it will be, because uh we know what Clemson's gonna bring and who they are. Uh we've seen what Miami is capable of doing just from the three games that they played. Uh they, you know, they've improved each and every week. Uh they have the talent. Now, they've always had the talent, but now they have, you know, the, overall they have a quarterback that they believe yeah. in. And the system that they're running definitely uh, favors um, them as well with the athletes that they have, the up-tempo, change of tempo. Um, that plays a big part in, you know, just – when you have a trigger guy that makes good decisions, it makes the offense run even better. Right. And so I think that's very, very important. Uh, one of the things that um, I don't think Clemson is prepared for, and I know Mike talked about this, Coach Lashley, he does a good job of getting the matchups that he needs. And I do believe that he's going to do everything in his power, and I talked about this earlier, of putting – their uh, middle linebackers in pass and in, in coverage, and they aren't cover guys. They're, they're good run stoppers, uh, but in coverage, they aren't very good. And so that's one of the things that I saw LSU do um, last year in the championship game or during the championship game is they spread them out. They put their linebackers in coverage, and they kind of distorted Clemson's defense. And so with the passing game and then it opened up the running game and all the different things were open up. And so I just believe that Miami has everything it needs to be able to play on the road to get the win. And so um, not discounting Clemson's offense because they are legit. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm still a little concerned with is the offensive line. Uh, they lost a lot of offensive linemen from their from last year. And they're playing, still playing with some young guys. 
And I know last week against uh, Virginia, uh, they did have some issues uh, with, with pressure um, on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but, of course, the run game is solid. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is solid. And the other question mark that I have on Clemson is, you know, who's going to step up at wide receiver outside of Amari Rodgers? Uh, he's been solid for them, uh, you know, all season. But who who who's going to be that second and third guy uh, opposite of him that's going to step up and make big plays and, you know, create the separation that they need and different like, types of things to be able to, to catch football. So I'm going with UM. I'm going to – the upset as well because of course yeah baby. i believe in, in dj i mean he's the he's the only guy that helped me get my only winning football season <laughs> so, <laughs> so so i believe in dj <laughs> i i think the whole game is going to come down to whether or not miami can stop travis Etienne. if they can stop him and slow him down this becomes, to me, a wash. It becomes an even game, and it becomes like pick em territory. Because I, I think the quarterbacks, uh, while Trav, Tra, uh, Trevor Lawrence has obviously the pedigree and he's got a couple of years on De'Aaron, I don't think it's 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 so far ahead of him that De'Aaron can't do his thing. So I, if, if, if Miami can somehow stop Travis Etienne and slow him down just a little bit, this can, this can get, get interesting real fast. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's what I said earlier. That's when you look at defensively, that's one of the issues Miami's been having is stopping the stretch play or outside zone. Yeah. And it's just, and it's not lack of penetration from the D line is, is I talked about four things you need to do to stop it. You got to uh, get penetration. You got to set an edge, right? And then the front side got to run and fit and the backside got to run and hit. And so what's been happening in inconsistent edge and then it, the front side run and fit, Poor run fits consistently, man, been getting guys in trouble. So they've been blocking themselves for not fitting right. And so on that outside zone play, man, you see guys getting up, giving a lot of unnecessary yards. And that's why I'm saying, man, that's why I'm hoping it's a self-inflicted wound. It's an easy fix, right? And that hopefully they can get that thing done. Because you're right, that's the one that concerned me too with that running game. Because that dude is a special runner, man. Oh, he's, he's I think he's the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, this has been fantastic, man. I have enjoyed myself thoroughly. Likewise. Thank you for inviting me. Come back anytime, man. We appreciate you so much for giving us some time today. Charlie, you got any parting words for the peoples? Uh, looking forward to um, all the games this weekend. Um, hopefully we can get them all kicked off. I know it's, it's Wednesday, and we got COVID testing going on today, yeah. and then again on Friday. And so hopefully we can continue to have these games, but uh, look forward to competitive games at the, you know for all week hopefully, and I uh, hope my my teams win. <laughs> there you go, there you go, there you go. All right, well, gentlemen, it's been fun. We'll do it all over again. Again, this show uh, is live on the Noisemaker page on Facebook. We appreciate all the groups that we're uh, out there uh, allowed us to be a part of their uh, communities on Facebook. We appreciate you guys so much, and of course, this will drop uh, Thursday. Uh, 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time, 12 noon uh, Eastern Time. And uh, it'll drop on Spotify and wherever podcasts are heard. So we appreciate you again. Thank you, Michael. Bell, the great Miami Hurricane and New York Giants. Uh, Thanks, man. Uh, them other teams that you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That one team that I live in the state of, I'm not going to mention that one. You know? <laughs> All right. But it's just been great. Come back anytime. You've been listening to Believe in the ACC. That's Charlie Ward. I'm Lloyd Spence. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.